be right back. And you're dead. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner yet again. We are back. The Nightmare Buddies are returning after a long hiatus. Uh, our last recording, I believe. I looked it up. Last time we recorded was in April of 2022. Oh, I'll be right back. <laughs> and they never came back to... Actually, no, that's a lie because we did two recordings that you never posted. Oh, because they were garbage, that's why. Nope, was not garbage. Oh, no, 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 no. Not the recordings themselves. Like, what we were talking about was not garbage, but the audio was garbage. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, like, we would be talking, and then we would cut out. So oh, I was, that, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that was, nope one was, like, good conversation, though. Huh? That nope one was good conversation. Oh, it was great. It was that's great. unfortunate. Yeah, I wish the, you know, you could actually hear what we were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, the un- the unfortunate. Uh, what was it? The uh, what was the other one? Candyman. We recorded that, and uh, that just got lost in cyberspace. Yeah, that's great, man. That rain is really hitting my car. <laughs> 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 Gotta go, Rob. My car's gone. <laughs> oh yeah, and so if uh, it is nightmare buddies, that can only mean one thing. Co-host extraordinaire. Crystal the Horror Queen is here. Did you just say E? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Different franchise, but, you know. Fine, fine. <laughs> so, yeah, we're here uh, today after a long hiatus. We are going to be talking about the latest installment in the Scream franchise, Scream 6. I must say I'm highly satisfied that they went back to calling it Scream 6. I know a lot of people were giving. Uh, I'm actually a little irritated with the people that are still making fun of the Scream 2022 title. Like, why didn't you just call it Scream 5? It's like, get off your high horse. It's it's Scream 5. It is. It is Scream 5. Yeah, like, it, it, was, it was a bit. Like, if you don't understand the bit, then I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like, it's Scream 5. Scream forever. Scream forever. Uh, so yeah, we're here to talk about Scream Six. Um, we haven't really talked about this at all, uh, me and you. We don't know what we, as usual, we don't know what each other thought of the movie. No. Uh, so do you want to just get it out of the way right now? Uh, let's do it. You ready? Ooh, how are we gonna do it? Ah. Uh... I'll go first, then you go. Okay. I think you usually go first, so let me take it from here. I'll go first. This is your franchise anyway. It's so my know. franchise, so I want to go first. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Scream 6. Overall, I, uh, kind of torn, but overall, I liked it. Okay. Uh, I can't say I love this movie. There's a lot of things I really loved and appreciated about it, while at the same time, there's a lot of things that bothered me about it. So I can't say I absolutely love this movie, but yeah, it was good. I had fun. I'd watch it again. I'll buy it. 
I'll own it. I'll add it to my little complete collection. The, complete the collection, you know? Exactly. So uh, now I'm going to throw it to you. What do you think? Um, I loved it. <laughs> <gasps> I, I liked it uh, way better than five. Wow, okay. Yeah, I know. Wow. And, well, I, I feel like I have to go back, right? Like, five was, like, kind of booty, right? Um. But I thought you liked five. So here's the thing, right? Like, it's a weird thing. Like, booty in the sense of, like, I liked it. I had fun with it. But that scared me. Um, <laughs> but Rob, there's somebody like, behind you. Yeah, I was like, Rob, you're really getting into the screen movie. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so five is booty in the sense of it was, like, unnecessary. Like, if it never existed, I'd be okay, which I think I said also the last time on the podcast. Like, I had fun with it, but because I had zero expectation, I think if I kind of, like, this was my franchise or I was really expecting it to be, like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing, I probably would have maybe been more disappointed or whatever. I kind of just, it is what it is. I had fun with it. That's fine if it didn't exist that would also be fine. Um, this one, I was skeptical um, about it because it was so quick after five. So I was like, oh, this is probably going to suck ass. Uh, but I enjoyed it a lot more. I really liked it. Nice. Again, nice. zero expectations going in, but. Yes. Yeah, and for me, like. I was, I'm always going to be worried every t- anytime a Scream movie comes out, the same way like anytime a Saw movie comes out, I'm always going to be cautious about it. But at the same time, I'm always going to be excited to see it because I love both of those franchises. Yeah. Like, it's not my favorite, like, I enjoy Scream, but it's not my favorite franchise. So I think yeah. that's kind of why I can be like, you know, whatever, like, it is what it is. And, like, I'm not going to be super disappointed Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, it's probably unnecessary at this point. We don't need, like, Scream 37, but um, it is what it is. But I would probably have more expectations, like, if I saw a Friday the 13th or something come out and be like, all right, now, don't don't mess this up. Don't mess it up. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I've, I, I kind of, like, to me, the Scream franchise is having a re- revitalization now. Like, a lot of people, they'll always say Scream the first Scream is a classic. It's a classic horror slasher movie. But then when you get into the, you know, two and three, that's when people really start picking it apart and start calling the, you know, the series cheesy. And then when four came out, I still don't understand the 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 amount of love that four gets. It's still I love four. I know, and I I appreciate everyone that loves it. I don't get it. It's still my least favorite Scream movie. I mean, uh, I'm also talking to someone who likes Scream three, so. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But that's my least favorite. I cannot yeah. stand Scream Three. And it's it's totally understandable. I understand why that would be your least favorite. You know, and a lot of people's least favorite. But oddly enough, a lot of people that movie's starting to come around for them. They're starting to like put that above two and above all like all the newer ones too, which is yeah, like I see a lot of love going around for Scream Three, which I mean. Like I always say, that's great that somebody enjoys it because if literally zero people liked a movie, that would be a waste of a movie. 
mm-hmm. but I don't enjoy it. It's my definitely my least watched Scream. Like, if I'm watching them all in order just to, like, go through the franchise, like, for a review or something, okay. But I would never watch that one just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, like for me, when, anytime I put these movies on, like, after seeing Scream 6, I popped on Scream 5 when I got home. And I was like, oh, I want to watch another one. So I popped on Scream 2. And then I popped on Scream 1. And then I popped on Scream 4. And then mm-hmm. I pop, like, I don't go in order. I just pop on whatever one I feel like watching because I know, what, like, I know by heart what happens in all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, this one, this one was, it was very different in a, in a sense to all the other ones. Like, they're still going hardcore with the the gore factor and the violence, which I do appreciate considering where Scream came from in the 90s. Um, they're dead maybe a little over the top but it's it's fine like the violence is fine to me it doesn't like disturb me or turn me off to it i actually appreciate it a little torn a lot of a lot of people are saying like it was really violent like they were like wow like it was crazy and there's definitely some people who are like it wasn't though it's not like but, I mean, I think it it really was for a Scream movie. Like, obviously, it's not the goriest movie ever made or the most violent movie ever. But within the Scream franchise, definitely, like, 5 and 6 really stepped up some of those, like, kills and seeing it on screen. Yeah, they're the two most violent movies in the franchise by far. The, um, I mean, the opening scene in 5, when you have Tara having her leg shattered and the knife go through her hand... Like, you have that as your opening scene, and that's opening you up to, like, damn, this movie's going to be fucked, you know? And then even in this one, like, they definitely don't hold back at all on this. Like, you actually see people getting gutted in this. Yeah. Which is, like, we we know people have been gutted in the Scream franchise, but this is the first time we're seeing it. Yeah. Um, It's definitely hardcore. And, uh, yeah, again, it's not something that that turns me off. I, I do appreciate it. You know, I'm definitely a gore whore, so I love me some on-screen kills. I'll take it. Like, that's one of the things that, like, when the when Saw and, like, Hostel and Teristas and all those, like, gimmicky, the, the torture porn uh, subgenre, or, you know, whatever, if you want to call it a subgenre, but that's what we titled it. Um, you know, the torture porn stuff is... That's what that's what was selling those movies. And Scream didn't or Saw didn't even start off as torture porn. It was uh, you know, thriller. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just what it ended up turning into because of the basic mind concept of what was happening to these people. But anyway, I don't want to talk about Saw. Uh, <laughs> about Saw. This isn't about Saw. It's not about you, Saw. <laughs> not making it about Saw. God. Uh, but yeah, let's uh let's dive into this movie. Let's break it down. Uh, you know, we don't have to go scene by scene or anything, but let's talk about, like, all of our characters, returning characters, new characters, uh, all the different kills, the different scenes, the opening, which... Uh, I was this. about to say, I love the opening scene. Did you love it? I did. Nice. I did. Right on. It, it was, uh, it felt, it did feel very, like, modern scream to me, like, very meta, like, self-aware, like, obviously we kind of knew where this was going. Like, you know, you get a phone call. This is a scream movie. Like you dummy, you go outside. alone. Uh, Oh, by the way, spoilers, spoilers. This is going to be completely spoiler heavy. So 
as always, and we never tell anyone until the last 30 seconds. Yeah, that's why I was like, uh, 13 minutes in, let me uh, let me drop this eggshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, this opening scene, so... <clears throat> nice. Sorry. Yeah, I had to get that had to get that one out of there. <laughs> opening oh. scene. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the opening scene. So this was it was a I I didn't dislike it. I, I did like it a lot. Um, Samara Weaving, I think she is like our modern day. Like she is a, a scream queen for sure. You know, uh, especially after Ready or Not, and uh, you know Radio Silence doing Ready or Not and doing this movie. Uh, it's cool that they brought her in for this. Um, and just the what I liked most about this, uh, not so much. I know a lot of people are like talking about how like it was. Uh, let me let me digress. Let me go back. Mm-hmm. All right. What I liked about it was right after the kill happens and then you see Ghostface take the mask off immediately. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is going to be a new, this is going to be a completely different screen movie. We're going to know who the killer is from the beginning. And then when it's Tony, you know, it's Tony Revolori. And I'm like, I don't know if I can buy him as being a killer throughout this whole movie. Like he played Flash in the Spider-Man movies. <laughs> like, I, I was having a hard time believing that right off the, right out of the gate. And then once it gets to the uh, his apartment and then that scene plays out the way it does, I was like. All right, cool. This I, was yeah, awesome. I definitely didn't think he was going to be like, well, I would say one of the ghost face because we, we all know minus Scream 3, we're going to pretend that doesn't exist. There's always more than one. So, <laughs> but I definitely didn't think because I was like, there's no way in the first like 10 minutes they're going to reveal who the killer is. So I was like, definitely not. But where is this going? And mm. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> For sure. And then when... You know, when he gets home and he gets the call, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's gonna be the real ghost face." Like it, the movie, the movie is very predictable. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Uh, unfortunately, it's very predictable. There's not a lot of mystery to it. There's not a lot of questioning so much. Um, it is, yeah. So like, once he gets the call, to me, it was like, "All right, so this is gonna be the real ghost face." Is this like a copycat? And then I started like theorizing, maybe like this is the cult of ghost face that like. You know, everyone's been talking about because hashtag Stu's not dead. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, this right at the end of the opening scene, when he opens up the the fridge, that that whole way, the whole time Ghostface is playing with him like you're getting warmer. Oh, you're burning hot. Yeah. And then once he opens the fridge and you see the body inside there, that that's where I was like, oh, snap, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then even just that being like the opening kill, like Samara Weaving was kind of like a throwaway kill. Mm-hmm. And then him actually, him and his, and uh, wasn't it Greg, the guy yeah. in the fridge, uh, they're the ones who actually end up being the opening kill, which was was awesome. And when you hear Ghostface, he says, what about the movie? And he says, what does he say? Something like, who gives a fuck about the movies? <laughs> So when he says that, it's like that kind of tells you like the motive for Ghostface right off the bat there too. It's like it's it's not about the movies in this one. It's not. So what is this movie going to be about? Mm-hmm. You know, what is going to be the motive of of the the killer killers? With the opening scene though, like later on in the movie, like with how this this plays out, it's almost like as all as cool of an opening scene as it was. The 
it was it was a little gimmicky for me and it was kind of like like a waste like they wasted a good opportunity for where the story could go with with this uh concept you know uh, but that's 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 where I leave off on the opening scene like <laughs> yeah definitely um I mean obviously we'll get into like the you know the killers and all that stuff in a bit but uh what you said about this one being pretty predictable I I feel like I've been pretty good in most of the like scream movies at least like the newer ones like four or five and like and this one at figuring out who the killer is but this one I definitely knew everyone that was involved very quickly in the movie. And I mean, I see more people now, like uh, not so, so many, a few people like, oh, they figured it out so fast. Other people I didn't see mention at all. I would say it's a good like 70, 30, but I definitely already knew what the ending was going to be really early in the movie. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Once it, because. I mean, Scream Five was essentially like it, it was a it was a, a recall, but it was also kind of a remake of the first one, to where you have Richie, who is the boyfriend of your your main protagonist, who ends up being the killer. And so, you know, less than halfway through this one, I'm like, so is this going to be like a remake of the sequel, where it's you know a family member out for revenge? And like that's the that's the thought that just mm-hmm. stayed in my head the entire thing. Absolutely. I mean, this one definitely. Uh... I was thinking that also, like, very much family, because this gave very, uh, like, modern Scream 2 vibes. So I was like, oh, I think this is this is where we're going here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, we, I, I say we just hop right into who the killers are. This way we can, like, start really picking this movie apart, you know, for the goods and the bads. Oh, okay. Well, before we get into the killers... Um, one part where I, d- I knew already where one person was involved before we talk about them is when uh, you see, like, the phone go off, the, the cell phone, and you see Richie. I already knew right then. I was like, oh, this is definitely going to be, like, a whole family thing and, like, involving him. Yeah. Yeah, same here because it's – it's it, it was – it was especially, like, with that opening line from Ghostface saying, fuck the movies – they don't care about the movies you know and then the call from richie yeah it was it was a it was a clear giveaway like if you know the franchise then you know you kind of get a good idea of what's coming um i was i was able to guess one and a half of who the killers were I expect better of you. I was, uh, yeah, I, I'm not gonna, you know, toot my own horn and say I, I, I knew who all three were. I knew, uh, but I, I toot my own horn. I guessed all three. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Good for you. The one that threw me off was Quinn, the girl. Didn't throw me off because mm-hmm. out of all of the death scenes and everything, very quick, not talked about. Only yeah. one. Very quick, not talked about, and you don't see her die, whereas you see yep. everyone else get stabbed. Everyone place, else, which is very out in the open, and she, yeah, she was just very quick, done, and I'm like, okay. And then right after that, when the when the dad comes and everything, and he's like, nobody fucks with my family or like whatever, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. But that's one of the things where like I suspected him because like 
I knew that Ethan, I just knew that he was going to be one of them because he kind of looks like like Richie and he's younger. So I'm yeah. like, all right, it's going to be Richie's young, younger brother. And then, but then I was thrown off because of the whole Quinn death thing and everything, which I should have known better. I should have fucking known better. Yeah. But like the, um, and with how the dad was talking about. What fan are you? <laughs> well, then Detective Bailey, once he said, I, I already lost his son, now I lost my daughter. And I'm like, all right, so his son was Richie. But then did he kill his daughter? And then the whole, the, what threw me off too was like the part right before she dies, quote unquote, is Ghostface is in the room with her, which is Ethan, because she's on the phone with her dad talking about arresting her friends. And to me, like that, one of the, one of the big complaints I have in, about the movie is the writing. I think the writing is so choppy and all over the place. And that's one of the reasons why, because that was to, to mess with the audience. Like there were no other characters in the room, no other of the characters around. So like, what was the purpose? What was the purpose of that scene? You never know. I mean, somebody, it could have like, I can see how it would seem like choppy writing and like, this doesn't Mm -hmm. even make sense. This is stupid. This is just to, like, throw us off, Um, which it very well could have. But if you look at it like a real-life situation, obviously the three of them are in it together. She is talking, you know, to the dad on the phone who they already know the plan of what's going to happen. If this was real life, any of them could have walked in at any point and overheard this conversation and then, oh, my God, and, like, see Ghostface, and then immediately they're not going to suspect her because – She's being killed. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, or it could just be bad writing. I'm giving benefit of the doubt. I'm I'm throwing it. I'm throwing it at bad writing. <laughs> like I, I, I'm giving benefit of the doubt. Like you okay. know, it's, it's, a, it's a small space. They could have got caught, so they could have like, you know, talked about like obviously off screen amongst themselves. Like, okay, this is a plan just in case like anyone comes in. You know. Yeah. Fair enough. I'm leaning towards bad writing, though. But anyway, let's move on. (laughs) So we have uh, our killers are you pinpointed all three of them. I got one and a half. Um, So we have uh, Detective Bailey, uh, Ethan and Quinn, who are father, son, daughter, brother and sister. I didn't hate them. I didn't hate the reveal at the end when it's revealed to who they were. It was Uh. just. Kind of that's, a, that's one thing I mm, I didn't like, but I think I did not like it enough to not like the movie. Uh-huh. Um, I just didn't like it, but I also feel like it's my same issue with every movie, even going back to Scream Two, where uh-huh. everybody wants to be Stu. Everyone's yep. like, "I'm so crazy, I'm so whatever," and it's like, "You're not Stu. You're never gonna be yep. Stu." We and I was that. also very disappointed that it wasn't still. <laughs> I know, like, me I already too. Knew, but and I was like, damn it. I was like, oh, I really wanted him to be like in I this. Know. And I knew he wasn't going to be from the beginning. I'm like, oh. I know. And that was like, I was, ha- I'm kind of happy he wasn't in it just for that reason. Um, but I was like, so like, I watched the, the teaser trailer and that was it. Like I avoided like theory videos. I avoided everything for this movie because I did not want it to be spoiled for me. In any way, or going with like, I watched um, because I have no expectation. Like certain movies, I won't watch like even the trailer or anything. Um, I did with Scream Five too because I just 
I don't really have any expectation of it and I'm not like, oh my God, I'm waiting like, you know, for it to come out. Um, I don't know. Scream is just like different than like Halloween or like other ones where I just like, I just don't want to see anything. So I watched the trailer and like, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. And I, I'm just like, even the teasers, every single teaser theory, everything I saw was the same thing. Stew, 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 stew. So I was yeah. just like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I have a good feeling he's going to come back in the seventh one. <laughs> but before we go there, um, yeah, I was really hoping for him to come up in this one just because it would be so cool to have, you know, and that's why, you know, mentioning the the opening scene, the cult of Ghostface, like, you know, uh, I mean, even in this movie, there's like a bunch of, you know, there's the, te- the teasers of like, w- well, the one thing is awesome. They talk about all the Ghostface killers in this movie. Like, it's not just about Billy like they did in Scream 5. Like, they talk about Roman. They talk about Mickey, uh, Mrs. Loomis. You know, that, that that's one of the things I loved about this movie, that they brought all of them back. And, like, even showing Stu on the dry erase board saying, you know, dead 1996. And then later on you have uh, Mindy talking to uh, Kirby. Mm-hmm. And Kirby says something like, well, you know, he's dead. and Or that's a TV that killed Stu. And Mindy says, yeah, if you believe that. Yeah. You know. Whether it's just, like, fun fan service or, like, if it's actually going to play out that way, I like it. Uh, yeah, let's go back to what you said though. Like, stop, let, stop being, stop trying to be Stu. You're not going to be Stu. <laughs> and we said that in Scream Five with Amber. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amber, everybody's, everybody's always trying to be the next Stu, and it's like, stop trying to make Stu happen. It's not. Uh, it was just, it was the first one, and like, just the character and just his acting skill, it just works for him. Like, he was just, he's crazy. Like, you know, whatever, and. I feel like so many times when the killer reveal happens, it's like, how do you, you hold it together this whole movie and then all of a sudden you're insane. It's just like, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like, but everyone tries to replicate that, I feel like, and it, you just can't. There's just certain things that you just can't replicate. Yeah, exactly. And it's, and I, I completely agree with you. Like, how do you hold yourself together that long? And if this is a movie, if your motive is revenge, why are you all of a sudden psychotic? Like, why are you acting like a loony? Like, the one one line from Ethan when he said, I always wanted to stick something in you, Tara, completely turned off by that line. Like, it, it was literally a rip of, I always had a thing for you, Sid. And I didn't appreciate it. I thought it was ridiculous. And it sounded dumb. I said, I just don't appreciate it. Well, got to throw a little stew dig in there, you know? But again, it, yeah. Nobody's going to ever be Stu ever again. No, except Stu. Mm-hmm. Except Stu. <laughs> um, let's see. Also, my I guess one of my mm, issues, but not big enough of an issue to take me completely out of the movie, just enjoying it for what it is, but I don't care or not care really for the final girls they just uh, uh, yeah like sam i i don't know just it's not it's not sydney (laughs) no and again no one will ever be sydney Mm -hmm. um but but speaking of sydney surprisingly i 
uh, that's where I was most like, oh no, like we can't have Scream without Sydney, but we kind of can. It kind of yeah. like, I still in, enjoyed it. Like, and also thinking like at first I was like, no Sydney, like that's not Scream, like blah, blah, blah. But kind of thinking about it, especially at this point, it's like how much more, like what what's going to like a second removed cousin? Like, I mean, how much more can you pump out of her story also? Like you kind of have to move on to someone new at this point. Yeah. Yeah, which I'm kind of, I'm okay with her not being in this movie. I thought it, it worked out a lot better. Like, if she was in it, it would have felt forced. It kind of felt forced with Gail, and we'll, we'll get to her in a minute. Yeah. Um, but her not being in it, I was, yeah, I was completely fine with it. And I thought the exact same way. How are we going to do a Scream movie without Sidney Prescott? Uh, but, yeah, you can. And it works. Um, but go, going back to Tara and Sam... I, I I really didn't like Sam in Scream 5. I did not like her character. I didn't like her as the final girl. Tara, you didn't really get a lot from her in Scream 5 to get... I mean, she was pretty badass considering like she was crippled for the most, most point of the movie. Uh, but as far as Sam went, I didn't really care for her. This movie, I actually grew to like Sam quite a bit. I thought she was pretty badass and like she had that like killer instinct in a sense that Sydney had, but Sydney was completely different. She wasn't psychotic. Psychotic, yeah. Um even though uh, they do I definitely like I like Tara more. Yeah. I, I I like her more as a character. Mm-hmm. And just I guess acting skill I like her better. Um like Sam, I don't I don't hate her. I don't love her. I just like I don't really like feel for her like so much as a final girl as I feel like other people like you feel more like connected and like yes like you know when they finally like get the killer and everything I I just don't feel that same connection to her like I thought it was fine it worked out fine and everything I just like I'm not like (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) they're the final like I'll call it a battle scene at the end is I thought that was really cool between Sam and Tara and everything. And it was really satisfying watching Tara shove the knife into Ethan's mouth and um, the, the ridiculous Sam dressed as ghost face. I, I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. Um, her, her and detective Bailey getting knocked out and then he wakes up and he's by himself. And then all, then she's calling him and taunting him. And then she pops out and stabs him a billion times. And it's like, why didn't you just like, why was that necessary? I thought that part was ridiculous. Well, it's like, but, it's like the obsession, you know, kind of with her dad and like, you know, even taking the mask and stuff at the end, hmm. even though she like throws it down, whatever, but it, it, it was the same thing even in five where I was just kind of like, you know, we got it. You're not listening to But like, I it's just that weird like obsession, and it feels unnecessary. I mean, kind of even in five, like it felt unnecessary. Obviously, it goes into the story, and yeah. it goes with the story. But uh, yeah, to me, it's just like I don't feel like it adds anything. Like I'm just like okay, like you know, it happened. Enjoying the movie, whatever. But I don't feel like it's if that wasn't in place in the movie and it was just mentioned like, yeah, Billy was my dad. And then there were no hallucinations, anything like that. I wouldn't be like, Oh, where's that? We need it. Um, That's why, 
Yeah, that's why, like, a lot of the gripes I have with this one, and even going back and watching the fifth one, some of the gripes I'm having with that movie now is, like, I'm hoping that by the time seven comes out, that's going to bring everything together where I can watch these movies again and be like, nice, 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 instead mm-hmm. of being, like, pointless, dumb. I don't get it, you know? Like, I feel like it it, it serves its point. It's just I don't care about the point, I guess, so much. <laughs> but I'm also, I'm not always, like, there's sometimes where I do want more from a movie and like backstory and certain little things. Um, but I feel like with, you know, with scream, I don't really want that kind of backstory, but I also understand how it could be necessary and for the story. Cause I said the same thing, even with five where it was like, it was whatever to me, but I understand it because if you were in this position where this was your dad, you're kind of running from it your whole life. And then now people are being killed in the same way and they're dressing up just like your dad did and killing people like that would fuck with you too. You probably, and especially if you're on medication, you're going to see things, you're going to like hear things, you're going to keep mulling over it over and over and over. So in real life, it would make sense. You're not going to see those visions, but for a movie, you're going to see it. But I just don't care, I guess. (laughs) Well, and and in all fairness too, I mean, Sydney has, Sydney has hallucinations of her mother in, in three. She so does. like it's not it's, like it's, it's not as yeah all the time but that's why i said it, it makes sense because a lot of people have like a gripe with the hallucinations and stuff and like i kind of feel like it doesn't add so much for me but it doesn't take away either because you understand it because like you said same thing with sydney i said the same thing she saw her dead mom like it's it's trauma yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> um yeah, there's a there's a animal screaming outside so sorry is it the cat under your deck? <laughs> no, I don't know what it is, but it's literally going like. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrific. <clears throat> uh, let's hop back into Gail. The, the one legacy character character to come back this movie. Mm-hmm. Well, technically not. Uh, well, yeah, the, the or, original the like OG character, the OG legacy character, the only one to come back. My, uh, and I, I don't want to keep like talking about the things I don't like. I do want to keep talking about things I do like, but I thought they totally butchered her character in this movie. Um, she comes back and it's like she's a dick again, right. and it's after how you know for a character to have so much development throughout, you know, one, two, three, four, and five. To all of a sudden go back to that person from two, mm-hmm. you know, it it just didn't make I, sense to me. I don't feel like they butchered that. You don't think so? Yeah, I'll play I'll play devil's advocate here. Okay, I, don't, do I don't think they did because, all right. So as Gail kind of has her growth over movies and mm-hmm. kind of steps away, we we see her struggling in her writing and you know to find any kind of inspiration. To me it's people are who they are at their core. Right. So even though she's had growth in the movies where she's kind of grown to care and do things differently and not be so ruthless, she is who she is. And if she's going to start writing again and she's going to start doing stuff, she's, she's going back to what she knows. She's going back to her core character and everyone knows Gail as being a bitch. And I love Gail. (laughs) Oh, I love Gail too. I'm not saying I dislike Gail, (laughs) but uh, I, I honestly, the way you, you phrase that right there too is you, it's a solid point. 
And I can't disagree with you on that. You know, people are who they are. And bringing up the fact that she's having like writer's block, especially in four, you know, that makes sense to why she would go back and then write a book about what happened in the return to Woodsboro. Uh, so that does make sense. It just sucks to see it play out that way. <laughs> it does, but thinking of Gail as like a character also, it's like she's kind of, you know, obviously everything that's happened with her and Dewey also, it's like they're together. They divorce, like she has her own battle she's probably dealing with and everything. Now she doesn't have him. She couldn't save him. And the only thing Gail really knows how to do is report. Like that's her thing. So I feel like now you know, Sydney's gone. She's kind of by herself. She doesn't have Dewey. Like, what does she have? She has her writing. So she goes back to what she knows and how she knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, two other things with Gail, though. Um, and I'm curious your opinion on this. Uh, how Gail didn't know that Detective Bailey was Richie's dad and Ethan was his brother and Quinn was the sister. If you just wrote a book because she goes in depth, she is a, you know, she's a journalist and a reporter. So I know that's one of the things I've been hearing a lot about, too. And that was one of the things I thought watching it is like, how did she not know that they were that they were related? I, Very true. I could say more for the dad because mm -hmm. I feel like that would be more easy to access and find out I, I'd say maybe for the kids like maybe they use different names maybe you know you never know like obviously they just say like that's their names but what if their names really were different and they changed them or something um for the dad I mean you could maybe say that he assumed a different name and moved to a different place in a different city and stuff but I feel like with her skills, she definitely should have figured out the dad. Yeah. And knew that, like, way, like, in the beginning of the movie, like, oh, this guy definitely is a problem. And speaking of legacy characters, Kirby is Kirby, back. Yeah. And I feel like she definitely should have known way before yep. also. Yep. I agree with you on that, too, especially since she's a uh, fed. Yep. Um, you know, the two of them, I, I felt that odd. And. I feel like Kirby comes across like suspecting him because she doesn't give him a lot of information when they're talking. And like, there's one point where she walks away to take a call and stuff. And it's like, it, it seems like she knows and she never says it. And even like at the end, she never says it. Like, I wish there was like a line at the end where she said, yeah, I was always suspecting him. Yeah. Um, there, there's definitely a tension between them, but mm -hmm. You don't really know if it's because she suspected him all along or if she's just being secretive about the information she knows because she wants to catch this guy. Um, it's like you said, it's never truly revealed. So that's that's where I go back to where I think the writing is just a little wonky. Like it could have been written a little bit better. Like if they never had Detective Bailey and uh, Gail be in the same scene together. There's there's always ways around it. It's just like that was one of like the a little little bit of a plot hole where I was like, eh, um, I can get over it and still enjoy the movie though, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's de there's definite plot holes in this um, movie. I I I looked at it more as like I I was going in 
for like the kills for just to have a fun time see what kind of callbacks we have all that kind of stuff mm. um if i was looking for plot i'd probably be a little more disappointed yeah um at a how easy it was to figure out and also just all the holes that are in it but i also just chalk it up to like how quickly it came out after five so like i wasn't expecting a masterpiece <laughs> right on right on <laughs> For, like, the, the small amount of time of, like, release after to come up with an entire movie, film everything, do everything, I think it came out decent. Mm-hmm. But also that does lead me to, which, you know, it was fun. I had a good time. I liked it. I, you know, I never was like, oh, my God, is this over? Like, <laughs> low expectation. I'm dying, those cats. Um, <laughs> low expectation, had fun, everything. But a question in my head also, because obviously this movie is very much kind of centered around, you know, Richie's family, everything like that. Um, It did give me Scream 2 vibes with that. But then I also kind of thought, like, who gives a fuck about Richie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not like, like, of all the characters, you could have someone come back to Avenge, like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, just because like, it's so... too, I felt like I felt it more with like you know Billy's mother and like you know all the stuff. Like it's just like I was like, who the fuck cares about Richie? Like he yeah. was not he was like a decent like decent Ghostface. I love the like I I loved it. Like okay, great, it was cool, awesome. But like in the grand scheme of things, like who the fuck cares? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say loved it. I'm being nice, but. He was an okay Ghostface. Yeah, he was okay. They're not my favorites. <laughs> I like. I, like, I, I was like, like. I was like, oh, I loved it. And then I'm thinking about. It. I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't really love it. That's a blatant lie. But. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'll nice. say, like I, I like Roman more than I liked Amber or Richie. Um, oh, that's tough. I, I'll, I'll easily say that. Um. <laughs> I, I guess I, I could understand. Roman a little more you know I don't like it but I could understand like you know the storyline a little more and it kind of more plays into like okay I'm like the forgotten so like you know direct ties and like going back to like things that happened that directly affected him and everything with like yeah. like oh I really like horror movies yeah yeah <laughs> like with Roman I love what his motive was and his history and everything not so much the fact that it was Roman I, I I'm still I, I'm still much more like if they had made it where Kincaid was the brother, mm-hmm. uh, I still think that would have been a better, especially with with Roman's fake death and everything. But I don't, you know, I want to go down the rabbit hole of that. But I I like the concept of it being Sid's half brother. Um, yeah, like it it made more sense, like yeah. direct tie to the to the main character there, mm-hmm. versus you know Richie just kind of like just because. I hated a. Everyone hates stupid movies. Meh, meh, meh. My franchise. Meh, meh, meh. Yeah, like it was yeah. a. It's a cool motive, and like I appreciated it, but it's not not the best motive. Yeah, and then you know to even though like I said I I enjoy this movie I had a great time to then center like another motive around, you know him dying and like continuing is like 
legacy and honoring him or whatever, I'm like, who the fuck is Rishi? <laughs> who are you? You ain't no Billy. <laughs> uh, let's hop in. Let's talk about the uh, the core four coming back. Core four. So we talked about two of them already, Sam and Tara. Um, let's talk about the twins, Mindy and Chad coming back. Uh, what were your thoughts on Mindy and Chad? I like them. You know, I like it, it was cute to me. Like it was like a cute little like thing within like I feel like this like Scream 5 and Scream 6. I feel like they tried to be a little more serious, mm-hmm. um, you know, where obviously, you know, the, the earlier screams are serious, but there's always you know, the silly deaths and ghostface tripping and, you know, whatever. So I felt like in the midst of all the, like, seriousness and dark, moody tones and everything of this movie, it was like a cute, cutesy little thing in the middle that kind of makes you like, oh, I'm rooting for them, like. Yeah. Yeah, they were were also, just because they're they're brand new in Scream 5. Mm -hmm. So... It's the same thing when I remember watching Scream 2 and being in love with Randy. And then when Randy, you know, is killed, it's it's a lot more effective. Like you you're able to grow with the characters in the first one. And then when you get to the second one, you're really more attached to them. And that's how I felt going into this one with Chad. I I just thought he was a big goof in the first one. This one, he was pretty badass. Still a goof, but he was pretty fucking badass. Yeah. Um. Speaking of that, in in the earlier ones with, like, you know, the characters that you get attached to and then when they die, you're like, oh, God, because you feel whatever. Um, Nobody died. I mean, (laughs) uh, like, so it's like, it's Scream 7. Somebody's got to (laughs) go. You know, Core 4 cannot be 4 anymore. I I was, I won't say disappointed, but I was a little, like, uh, that it was, like, Nobody that should have died, died, kind of. Yeah, I'm on the same boat as you. Like, you have, which, by the way, we see two ghost face killing at the same time for the first time. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, it was Chad. And so when he's getting stabbed repeatedly by these two ghost faces, and I'm like, oh, he's fucking dead. And he's still alive at the end. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, like there's no way. I know one of the biggest like jokes about this movie is the plot armor aspect too. And like everyone's saying like these people are getting stabbed left and right. One of them's getting gutted and then they come running in for the last scene. And like that it's, it is annoying. It is annoying because it's like when we get to seven and we see these people get stabbed again, are they going to die? Like, yeah. Are you invincible? Like, and then even all right going back to like the killers and everything obviously i already um i already suspected uh what the brother ethan because Mm -hmm. they just made it you know a little too obvious anyway like oh you're the new you're the new guy you're like dorming whatever so they're saying all these things i feel like to make you be like oh they're being so in your face like so obviously it could not be him because it's too in your face and i was like oh yeah it's definitely him because he you know, obviously wasn't there during certain things like, oh, I was at study group and blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I already suspected him. But to me, what really gave it away was on the train. Like you gave away that that was definitely him because it's only them two on the train. Yeah. And he literally disappears in the scene. 
and only Ghostface is on the train. He is nowhere to be seen in the train. And then you stab Mindy, and then all of a sudden Ghostface is gone, and you're there. Like, I, I was just like, you made it so obvious right there that he's the killer. I mean, unless that's what they plan to do. Yeah. And even though they tried, you know, they tried making it seem like he wasn't because then he was standing there. And it's like, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. And then when they tried to be like, oh, Kirby's like the killer, immediately I was like, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah. I didn't believe that for I'm like, no fucking way. I didn't believe that for a second. I so I, I leaned over to the person I was seeing it with and I was like, are they gonna try to make Kirby the killer? And then sure enough, the scene after that was him calling saying, The FBI's never heard of Kirby. And I was like, No, 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 no. No, no, no. I was like, there's absolutely no way. No way. Uh, speaking of the train scene, what I I like the train scene um, not as much uh, as everyone else is, but I did appreciate it. I do love the out in the open and the fact of using New York City as, which by the way, great use of New York City for this movie. Yeah, uh, I think they could have they could have they could have done a little more. Mm-hmm. I think uh, with you know the scenery at hand and everything, I I think they definitely could have used the background a bit more mm-hmm. um but overall decent overall decent yes and um with the with mentioning the train scene uh the scene that i thought probably my favorite scene in this whole movie was the scene in the grocery store uh <laughs> i i fucking loved that scene I was like, damn, all right. Like, all the memes were killing me about, like, Ghostface got a shoddy now. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, shit. Yeah, he, uh, once he, uh, once he had the shotgun, I, the first time I'm seeing it with him, I'm like, he's got the fucking shotgun. He's got the, <laughs> and like, oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I was losing it. I was so ecstatic. And then, uh, and then after the movie, she's like, She's like, have they never used a gun before? I was like, well, I mean, they have, but not a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> and, 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 very different. And it's and Ghostface has never been in costume while using the gun. Very true. Um, so like that that just like uh, blew me away. Then I said to her, I was like, wait till they use the flamethrower in eight. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was thinking about the fucking the chrome, the chrome skull like yeah. And I'm like, oh dear God. Hey, I'm okay with them using a flamethrower. I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> it de- it depends. I need I need to know the setup of this. <laughs> yeah, but that but that grocery scene, um, totally awesome. Uh, I loved it. And uh, jumping back to that too, uh, just the amount of like just random people getting stabbed and random people getting killed. I appreciate for this movie. And at the same time, you just mentioned this before that only one person in the friend group actually dies. N- Nobody else is getting killed off, which means like there's not really much of like the attachment that you are kind of happen for these people. It's, you know, none of them are dying. So the only deaths we're seeing are random people. Uh, it definitely makes me feel like, um, well, I mean, obviously we know like one, two and three is like the original trilogy. Right. And then we got four. But it makes me feel like five, six, seven is going to be the new trilogy, and this is just the middle. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm completely with you. Seven, 
Yeah, seven, seven will definitely wrap it up, and it'll go back to the, um, you know, the rules of a trilogy probably in the third one, where you have to go back to the beginning, um, just like they did with Roman in the third movie. And yeah, I'm I'm just so curious to see where they go uh, with that. Um, there's what? So let's hope it stops there. Uh, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. I mean, the movie, its opening weekend did more than Shazam did in its opening weekend. So when you have a horror, a rated R horror movie doing better in the box office compared to a comic book superhero movie. You know, yeah, theater was packed. I, I always go first thing in the morning. So there was like maybe three people in there. No, I went I went opening night because well, because I was going to Monster Mania. Yeah. So I was like, nobody is ruining this movie for me this weekend. So I went the night before. Good point. Um, yeah. Monster Mania. I was like, nobody is ruining this for me. Um, I went to the first showing of it, and it was packed. Nice. And I was like, damn! I, I did this like I didn't do that for Halloween ends, but for like Halloween and like other like um, twenty eighteen and like stuff like that. Not at all. I was like. Okay, scream. That's what that's what got everyone out. <laughs> but oh, and also going—we're jumping all over this movie. But also going back to the, the the opening. Love the nod to Jason Takes Manhattan. Oh uh, yeah, the little uh, little reference on the TV. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. You know, I liked. I- you know, just like the fifth Our one, boy. I liked all the references. <laughs> your boy, your boy Jason. Yeah, everybody, everybody wants to be Jason. <laughs> yeah, and the guy's name was Jason, too. There was a, just like the fifth one, there were a lot of cool Easter eggs and references. And, like, everyone talked about, like, the train scene with all the different Halloween costumes and everything. And I, I don't, I've never watched the Powerpuff Girls, but I know Roger L. Jackson voices uh, Mojo Jojo. Mm-hmm. And there's actually someone dressed up as Mojo Jojo walking <laughs> the, the subway, which I appreciated. Uh, I thought that was a cool reference. More, more, you know, a fun one compared to, like, all the horror characters and, you know. Um, bless you. Thank you. A lot of fun there. A couple other things, like, I just want to touch on. Uh, really, like, some other things I love. I love the shrine. Yeah, that was, I mean, we, we saw part, I don't, well, I don't know how many of, like, the trailers and other things you saw. We saw, like, a quick, like, you know, of that in the trailer. And I was like, all right, damn, we got everything. But I liked how, you know, I didn't think it was going to be, I guess, as in-depth, for lack of a better word. Um, but it's like, they really went through, like, so much stuff there where you really mm-hmm. saw, like, everything from every movie leading up to, like, this moment. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I loved it. And like just like the different outfits, the different props, the TV that killed Stu, uh, Kenny's camera, you know, all the different like fun little bits in there. Uh, that was also a moment that definitely uh, solidified that the cop was involved, too, because how else were you getting that evidence? Yeah, it also explains how they had the bulletproof vests in the fifth one. Yep. Yeah, um, now I'm intrigued intrigued with all that uh but i just love seeing all nine like gowns up on the you know displayed and everything uh it was it was a cool scene i loved it um uh, another thing i i really liked uh the character danny sam's boyfriend mm-hmm. 
barely in the movie. The mo- you know, if he was there or not, it probably wouldn't have made a difference. But I really liked his character for when he was in it because one, he just looks like a normal dude. It's not like like it's not where they got uh, you know a popular or you know a, a teenage looking person. Like he just looked like a normal dude that you would see out there. It doesn't look like a he doesn't look like a you know that kind of person yeah. just like it's normal like a, like a background character just yeah exactly like he you would you would expect to see him as a background character but he's up in the front uh i liked his character a lot especially when they're on the train and in sam and when they're on that 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 part of the train scene when they're on sam's train and tara's train and he's standing there and you see the ghost face walking towards them he immediately steps in front of sam to like protect her and i was like I was like, dude, this character, he's really cool. I like him a lot. And even when you first see him in the in their apartment building, he's walking up with the six-pack of Coors Light, just being a normal dude, you yeah. know? I, I liked, that's what I liked about his character. And uh, we'll see if he pops back up in the seventh one and he gets more to do. Um, did he affect you in any way? Not really. I mean, he was he was a good like side character. Like he, yeah. I feel like he. Uh, they didn't try to overdo it with him. Like he didn't stand out to the point where you were like, all right, like this guy, like whatever. Like you know, he was just he was just there. He was just mm. just a guy. Yeah. yeah. Um. I that's a as far as my thoughts on this movie. I mean, that's pretty much all I got. You know, there was uh, Mindy running in at the end after she was gutted on the train, saying, like, oh, guys, I know who the killer is. They had plot armor. Didn't care for it. Yeah, I mean, I guess we just got to wait and see. What other, what other thoughts do you have? Do you have other thoughts? I have no thoughts. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I said, like, um, I, I watched five and then, you know, saw this, and I definitely, you know, I knew they were going to, like, announce seven. But I definitely feel like like I had fun with this one, but it does leave like questions unanswered that I feel like seven will become part of its own trilogy of like new characters. So yeah. I I definitely walked away feeling like it's a middle movie that's probably gonna get wrapped up in the next one. For sure. I'm hoping that in the next one, uh, because they've been talking about Sam and Tara's mom you know, in both movies. And I sent you that, the picture I took uh, from Scream. And I, if I will be ecstatic if they do a flashback to that scene. Um, But there is a scene in Scream where Sydney and Billy are in the hallway at the school right before she goes into the bathroom, I think. And it's the whole, I was in jail, remember? And he holds up his hands and he's got the ink on his fingertips. Um, within that scene, there's a girl that walks by them. And another girl goes running after her. And you you hear her, you hear the girl running after her say, hey, Chrissy, wait up. I guarantee that's, uh, not guarantee, but I just think it would be really cool if that turned out to be Sam and Tara, Tara's mom. Cause it, it's would, like, it would definitely make like more of a connection. Yeah, yeah, it would be a cool little, like, this random girl, you know, they film this random scene with this random girl screaming, hey, Christy, wait up. 
back in, you know, 1995 or whatever. And then just, and, and it was nothing, it was nothing. And then just to use that little nothing later on in seven to say, oh yeah, you know, that was, that was the mom. She was pissed off because, you know, Billy was talking to Sydney or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool to see, like, if anything comes out of that, like where we actually get to see uh, Sam and Tara's mom, you know? Yeah. Kind of like figure out maybe a little bit more about her and the connection with, you know, Billy and everything. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. Let's see. The, I don't know. I hope they give it like two years this time instead of rushing it for next year, but I'm excited to see the next one. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, uh, no expectation. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, I'm going to watch it to, to review it and I'll probably enjoy it because I don't expect anything, but um, yeah, I mean, I could, I could still live without these two. I, I always say, like, I think four was the perfect ending and it should have ended with Wes and you can definitely see his absence in them. But I, you know, I can still enjoy it for what it is and just not take it so serious. I feel like that's when disappointment comes in when you just take it too seriously. For sure. For sure. I agree, because then it's not as fun. But I love talking about it and I love bitching about it, so... Oh yeah. One one day, like I mean, I'm still not like you're more the modern horror like person yeah. than I am. I just I I'm never gonna be the super modern person. I feel like I just like movies. We haven't really had one. I think that we like really hated. There's ones maybe we like we're just like oh it's kind of stupid, just like like but it was like whatever. It was fun. I just don't really take them very serious like I love older movies there's just more of a charm there I feel like a lot of the newer ones are very cookie cutter so I just try to enjoy it for what it is and that's really it but like I've said a million times which I definitely see now even even going to Monster Mania I was like who the fuck are these people because (laughs) it definitely I feel like now these movies aren't for us. It's for the, even when I went to Scream, I felt like the oldest person there. Like, like it's all younger teenagers and everything. So we're, we're seeing the change like into the new modern genre of horror and new horror fans that are younger than us. So I just don't, I used to kind of, not like an elitist attitude, but I used to kind of be annoyed, be like, what the fuck? Like these horror movies suck, this and that, whatever. Until I kind of got the mindset that these aren't for me. Yeah. These are for the new generation. So if I just don't even take it that serious and I just like try to have a good time, even if it sucks, like whatever, who cares? Um, except Halloween ends. That movie is butt cheeks. Um, <laughs> I was but, just going to ask, what about Halloween ends? <laughs> butt cheeks. But um, besides that, anything else, I just, you know, like Texas Chainsaw, the, the one that was on Netflix, it's ass, but it was fun ass. It was you fun. Know? We both said that too. We When we reviewed it's that, terrible. we were like, it's horrible, but it's so much fucking fun. I still had fun fucking laughing and shit. Like, it yes. looked like he was taking a doo-doo in the sunflowers. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I, I don't know. It was, like, terrible. But, like, I was, it's on Netflix. Like, I'm not expecting it to be amazing anyway. So yeah. once I kind of just, like, got in my head that these this is the new generation. We're the old people now. These movies really aren't for us. It, it's easier to kind of let any expectation go and just kind of enjoy it for what it is. And if it's not that great, it's not that great. I don't have to watch it ever again. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I went and saw Megan when that came out. I still haven't seen that, but I heard good things. 
it's not bad. Uh, so like going into that, I was like, I was excited for that one. Um, and then walking out, I'm like, I mean, it was fun. Was it the best? No. But it was fun and I'm okay with fun. But also probably not for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, a lot of people that I know like did enjoy it and everything, but I feel like, again, it's probably for a newer crowd. I can't really talk on it since I didn't see it. But to me, I looked at it as like a, a modern, like Chucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad uh I I love following, you know, horror now especially with the age we're at and where we grew up with it to now and like the you know, the modern horror. I love keeping up with it because I'm always waiting for something new or like even a little reminiscent of something old. Like I'm always going to be you know, anytime I hear about a new horror movie coming out i'm always going to be there i'm always going to be looking it up seeing what it's about if i'm really into it i'm definitely going to the movies i'm definitely i'm going to watch i'm always going to watch them and with you know especially over the last i don't know maybe like five ten years maybe over the last ten years especially with the quote-unquote elevated horror i hate that terminology but elevated horror um even you know, even that's changing the game for for horror, and I'm you know I'm always going to be open to to new things coming out. Meanwhile, I'm like, I don't know what the hell this is? Well, fuck this shit. <laughs> I know. I mean, I know Scream, like, but <laughs> Halloween, but like everything else, I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, <laughs> just here. <laughs> You're like, have you seen this trailer? I'm like, I didn't even know this existed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did you watch Prey yet? Huh? <laughs> what's that <laughs> what's prey <laughs> meanwhile i'm like if you don't watch fucking torso i'm gonna come over there <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's awesome uh, i don't know krista i'm all out here uh final thoughts i like the movie a lot it was a lot of fun obviously things i didn't like as i said in the beginning i didn't hate it though i didn't hate it though i don't think this is a movie that should be hated um, had a great time with it. Uh, liked it more than five. Well, had a good time. Like, probably won't buy it. They don't. They don't make my media. <laughs> they don't make my media. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make my dead media. <laughs> uh, if it's not a VHS, I don't want it. I'll take a DVD. I'll take a DVD though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a Blu-ray player. What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so after five came out, we did a ranking of our, of how we would rank these. Do you want to do a quick ranking? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Number one, always number one, never going to change. Number two, number two, never going to change. They, they just go together. Perfect. I would say number three, we're going back to four. Definitely. Then I would say six, then I would say five, then I would say three. All right, right on. Um, me and you are in agreement on the first two. One, for sure, nothing's ever beating one. Uh, number two, because it's a quick, I think it's a perfect follow-up to the first one. Uh, then I would throw in five. Ooh. Then I would say three. 
Then I would say six. And then I would say four. Wow, a four hater, man. Yeah. So the thing is, I don't hate any of these movies. I like all of them. It's just, you know, I just don't like four. (laughs) Crazy. Four four deserves more respect than that. Wow. Like, put some respect on four. You know, I I just can't. Uh, (laughs) At least it gave us Kirby. Um, you know. I, I thought I think I think four I'll, I still feel like it's the perfect wrap up to the franchise. If it stopped there, would have been okay. I think it I think it was a perfect wrap up. I see, I think that's the thing with four is that I always thought third the third one was the perfect wrap up to the to the trilogy, you know. I need a little more. Three was but <laughs> 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 I need, I needed to I needed to finish it right. <laughs> But, all right, right on. So those are our thoughts there. That is. All right, well. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess we'll wait and see what the next uh, next movie is that we can discuss. Yeah. We'll be out with our next review in 2024. Yeah, no, I was thinking 2025. We really got to stretch it out. Yeah, we're doing yeah. This. give it time. Let them cook. Let them cook. Yeah, we're pumping, we're pumping these reviews out too quick. Yeah, absolutely not. A year? Wow, that's nah. We're now we're on screen movie level. That's too quick. Too quick. Too quick now. All right. Uh, all right well, let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm not gonna ask you to plug yourself because you never like plugging yourself. So I know. I I mean I'm gonna post this anyway. So you already, yeah, you, you already works. know what it is. <laughs> you know where to find her. She's the horror queen with two ends on Instagram. And, uh, yeah. Uh, All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Gizmo's Corner yet again. Until next time.